Welcome to Real Life Discussion with Pastor Rodney Evans as we continue talking about great things that God wants to do in our lives. There's some things that God shared with me, I believe around the first part of the year. And as he shared these things with me, I saw some other ministers start saying the same thing. Isn't that God speaks, how God speaks to people? And one thing I believe this year, and I, I believe we're going to see God do some things, is I believe we're going to see some breakthrough. I, I really believe this with all of my heart. And I put this out at the beginning of the year. I said, do a doctology after every prayer. Time of praise and worship. Don't allow your situations to change your position. In other words, every time you begin to thank God and pray about something and meditate on something and you get up and you leave, the first thing that happens, the devil begins to bombard you with, that's not going to happen for you. And so what I want to encourage you to do, every time he does that, just begin to praise God, begin to worship God, begin to thank Him for what He's doing on your behalf. And realize it's coming to you because this year you're going to get your breakthrough. Then I wrote down in 2022 is a year of breakthrough and abundance in spite of world circumstances. In spite of what it looks like. God's got your breakthrough coming. Now my wife started a new job. In the natural it looks foolish. It's a whole lot less money than what she was making. But she told me, she said, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. So this year, we're believing for breakthrough. Are you? Also, I wrote down, thank God even though you don't see anything happening. Today, offer up praise to God. Why? Because your breakthrough is coming. He's restoring what's been stolen. Just have faith in God and do it. Do what? Praise and worship. Begin to thank Him for it. Every day the devil tells you that it's not going to occur, begin to praise God. Begin to thank Him and say, Father, it's happening. I can sense it. I can see it. Your Word declares it. And the Bible says He'll declare things to the prophets. I'm not saying in a a sense I'm a prophet, but if you preach, you're prophesying. So I believe this year for each one of you that's part of this ministry and part of this church, I believe you're going to experience a supernatural Move of God like you have not experienced before in your life. I believe that. So I want to go back a little bit and look at some things we talked about our last service here. In Ephesians 2, 7 and 8. Ephesians 2, 7 and 8. I was going to read this, but I will. I'm trying to watch my time very closely. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, it says... That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. What he's saying here is that the ages to come, he wants to show or demonstrate or manifest the exceeding riches of his grace. In other words, he wants to show us something that is tangible. Something that can be seen. I love, and you know, we've sung the song, we all get, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. We, we, and it will be. We, we're going to rejoice when we get there, but God wants you to rejoice today. You're on this planet to rejoice. The devil 
honestly doesn't care if you get to heaven and rejoice there. He don't want you to rejoice here. Because when you begin to rejoice here, you begin to see the manifestation of God in your life. You'll begin to experience your breakthrough. The Empire Bible says it this way. Baby, can you read Ephesians 7 and 8 since you've got the Amplified Bible for me, please? He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Here I want you to look at a couple of words and write those down. Unmeasurable, limitless, and surpassing. Paul was saying, I have experienced a level of God's grace, but in the ages to come, the grace that the last day church will experience will surpass the grace that my generation experienced. You know, I've heard people tell me, well, we're setting up for for Jesus' return. I agree with that some. I disagree with that some. Because I believe when Jesus comes back, His church is going to be showing off. What do you mean showing off? I believe we're going to see God's blessing His people. I believe we're going to see miracles and healings. I, I believe people are going to be experiencing breakthrough in their life when Jesus steps out and calls His church. I believe that with what I see in the Bible because He says the latter church will be greater than the... So the end time church will be greater. We're not there yet. But we're going to get there as we listen to what the Word says. This verse speaks of leaving the norm and moving into the realm of the above and beyond. In other words, experiencing your breakthrough. Measurable or measurable means uh, boundless, vast. How far is vast? It's beyond anything you could imagine or think. So you and I daydream. Come on, we all do. He's saying this is beyond that. The Bible says He knows the thoughts for you. Thoughts of good and not evil to give you a blessing. He knows what He desires. So when you daydream, His desires to take you beyond what you're even thinking of. I'm with you, that's awesome. It's beyond, surpassing means going beyond the limits, going beyond your range of your capability. Your mind cannot handle everything that God wants to do for you. He wants to do so much more for you. And again, than you could imagine or dream of. Exceedingly in the Old Testament means abundance, overflow, but also means to hang over. Exceedingly implies not enough room to hold. You remember a couple weeks ago when we had service, I read Psalms 23. For surely in goodness she'll follow me all the days of my life. And I think I told you all begin to think surely. Remember that? Surely goodness. And in that same uh, chapter, it says, My cup, for the second time, I'd love to go back and read, but we're not going to. My cup, what? Who's he talking about? He's talking about us. I'm looking around at all of you. I don't think your cup is running over. But your breakthrough is coming, so your cup is going to run over. See, that's a glorious church. That is bringing things our way that is going to amaze people. You and I are about to experience the unmeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of His grace in kindness and favor like we've never experienced before. 
You're going to look like you're God's favorite. Did you hear me? You're going to look like you're God's favorite. What's going on in your life? I'm just God's favorite. What happened? My breakthrough. My breakthrough occurred. The New Testament says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, an earthly blessing. Oh, listen, you didn't deserve it. But you're His son and daughter, and He says, I'm going to give it to you. Because you're mine. You've accepted me. But now you do have to step out and believe what the Word says in order to obtain what God desires to give you. And it goes on and says, to, God is able to make all grace abound. Abound. That means to increase over and above. Towards you. That you always have all sufficiency and all things may have an abundance. That means over and above for every good work. Why would God want to do that for me? Because He loves us. But also makes Him look good. It makes Him look like the Word says, like He loves His children. And I'm here to tell you today that He loves you. He cares for you. Breakthrough means this. Get a hold of this. It means a sudden increase in knowledge and understanding. How many of you need a breakthrough today? I need an increase of His knowledge and His wisdom and His understanding. An act of overcoming or penetrating an obstacle or restoring. It also means a military movement of an advance over the enemy through the through and beyond the enemy's front line of defense. That's a breakthrough. Going beyond. Now, turn your Bibles with me, if you would, to 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. Is it pretty good so far? You there, babe? Second Samuel five. There it is. Second Samuel. I went too far. There it is. Second Samuel chapter five, verse seventeen. I was going to have you read it, but I'll just jump around here for the sake of time. David in verse seventeen has now been anointed king. The Philistines basically wants to see if he has anything in him. Is he anointing on him? Does he have anything? So here, David, in verse 17 says, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down. Now listen, this is different than what we would have done. He went down to the stronghold. We run from the stronghold. He went down to where it was happening. He went down to the front line. We run. But I'm going to show you something here. Until you face your stronghold, you're not going to overcome your stronghold. 
Now here, David goes there for one reason. He goes there to pray. Don't make sense, does it? He's going down to the stronghold to pray. And so he asks God, are you going to, I'm going to paraphrase this, are you going to deliver these to my hand? And God speaks and says, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. You go. And then look at the latter part of verse 20. It says, the Lord has, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Like a breakthrough of water? Like a dam bursting? I'm here to tell you, and this, as I was praying this morning, this is what God told me to tell you. He said, face what's in front of you. But if you'll look at it, you'll begin to see some water coming through. Any of you all that's been around a dam or you've experienced or you saw on YouTube or anything else, a dam breaking, the first thing that happens, there is, there is a little breakthrough of water. He said, if you look close enough, you're going to begin to see something happen. He said, but you've got to face it, not run away from it. So you and I are going to have to begin to face what's in front of us and look at it and realize that God's going to give us our breakthrough. And as you see, and we're not going to get go on through the rest of this, you'll see that he won. But he looked at his breakthrough. He prayed, and God gave him the victory. And, it, and then he named the name of the place Breakthrough. You all need to name your victory sometimes. I mean, has God done anything for anybody in this house? You need to name your breakthrough. I mean, you need to have a journal maybe and just sit down and every time God does something, you say, I'm going to name that this. I'm going to name that this. And every time the devil comes back to you, you begin to pull that paper out and say, no, devil, this is a breakthrough that happened and I named it this. I don't know about you, but I go back to where I got saved sometimes and say, no, devil, I got saved at this church. Every time we go back home, I go home the way where my grandfather and grandmother's property is, because there stands the church. I give my life to Jesus. My beautiful wife came and stole me. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Ann. Let me tell you something that my mom told me to tell you. You ready? My mom told me to tell you that she forgives you for bringing your daughter to my church and taking me away. She did. She said, make she goes, I forgive you. <laughs> but sometimes, like I said, as I begin this out, you've got to spend some time in, in praise and worship to have this happen. You, you praise and you pray and you praise and you pray. Now, praying don't mean you beg God. You already asked God. Maybe pray in the Holy Ghost for a while while you're looking at your... Your mountain that's in front of you. Amen. Spend time in the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of you and just pray in the Spirit and allow Him to begin to move and begin to manifest in your life. I'm going to tell you, you're going to begin to see 
a trickle of water. And just keep praising Him because eventually it's going to break loose and you're going to walk right through. We read this last time we were together in Psalms 107. I'm not going to go back all of them again, but I'll say this. It says, Oh, that men should give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. Has God been good to you? Psalms 40 and 5 says, Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done that they are more than I can number. You are for signs and you are for wonders. Psalm 77 and 14 says, you are, the, you, you are the God who does wonders. What's that word wonders mean? It means a feeling of surprise, something beautiful, unexpected, an astonishment, an amazement, a marvel. I don't know about you, but he's done many marvels in my life. Astonishments in my life. He's done great things in my life. But I'm here to tell you, 99.9% of them are accomplished because I made a decision I was going to praise God in spite of what was going on around me. And a lot of times you are in your situation because you chose to stay in your situation instead of praising your way out of that situation. Because in that situation, you get pity. Come on, I'm preaching good now. You get pity. Oh, you. I know how you feel, brother. I'm right there with you. I know, brother. Well, you're going to have to say, well, you might know, but I'm breaking out today. I've made a decision that I'm going to give thanks to my God because my God has created me to do wonders through me so people can see that I serve a God that's alive. I don't serve a dead God. I serve a living God. Exodus 15 and 11 says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like your glorious in holiness, faithful in praise, doing wonders? I'm here to tell you today, He is still doing wonders. Luke 18 and 27, one of my favorite verses. But He said, These things which are impossible with God are possible. Or impossible, how did I say it? Which are impossible with men are possible with God. It may be impossible, and it probably is for you. That's when you know God's done it. God has done that supernatural thing for you. He wants to manifest these things in your life. We talked about this a little bit when we were together. We talked about the glory of God. We told you that in... Well, let's read this one first. In Proverbs 28 and 12. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory. Yes. You want your breakthrough? We need some glory. Amen. We're not talking about glory just in the church. I want glory at your house. Amen. I want glory all around you. Amen. When you walk into the place, I want people to see the glory of God. If you're, God. if you're going to work, I want them to see the glory of God. They won't even know why they're doing what they're doing for you, but they just called you out and done it just for you because the glory of God's on your life. The unmeasurable riches of His glory is part of who you are. Proverbs 3 and 35 says, The wise shall inherit glory. The wise. The wise. Your breakthrough, He gives you wisdom. He gives you knowledge. You're going to become wise. Why? Because your breakthrough is coming. It's happening. Then we went on and told you in Genesis 31 and 11. We told you that this was the first time that glory was mentioned and there is a law of first mentioned and it's mentioned here and it's connected with a supernatural wealth. 
supernatural blessing. I don't think God just wants you to go to heaven broken without anything. I think He wants you to go to heaven blessed. Amen. Why? Because God gets the glory for that. He receives the glory for that. Psalms 49, 16, and 17. Do not be afraid when one becomes rich. When the glory, get all this, when the glory of his house is increased. Does that say glory? Yes. Glory. So the glory brings increase. I don't want you, but real life needs the glory. Why? Because when the glory comes, increase comes. You need the glory because when the glory comes, increase comes. What kind of increase? Just get your mind just off of finances. Increase comes in your body. It comes in health. It comes in relationships. It comes in every aspect of your life. When you inherit His glory, you're going to see increase. And you're a child of God. The glory means heavy in every good thing. The splendor, the anointing, the power, the abundance, and the wealth. It means it all. He wants that to be part of your life. And we've done this before all of this COVID stuff hit. We had you walk around, and I want to encourage you to do it again, in Exodus chapter 33, verse 18 and 19. He said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness. That word goodness means health, wealth, prosperity, and good things. Pass before you. I'm going to ha- I'm going to- it's going to happen. You've asked. It's going to happen. But see, when God's glory passes by you or becomes part of who you are, you're going to walk in healing. He gives His beloved sleep. You're going to be able to lay down and go to sleep. Things are supernatural are going to begin to happen for you. Why? Because just the glory of God is on you. When you see God's goodness, you see His glory. The glory of God. I don't know about you, but I want to begin to see the glory of God. The Bible says, everybody say the Bible. Bible. In Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. That means lack. Aren't you? I've lacked. Come on. But it's not his fault. It's my fault. Because I didn't stand on the promises of God. Because the Bible says, I shall not lack, I shall not want. God wants us to begin to be what He's called us to be. He wants us to begin to be the children that He's called us to be. In Psalms 31, 19 and 20 says, Oh, how great is your goodness, your health, your wealth, your prosperity and good things, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. In the presence of the Son of Men, you shall, you shall hide them in the secret places of His presence. His glory. Everything is in His secret places. It's with Him. Work on your relationship with Him and all this stuff will be added to you. It's about your relationship with Him. If you have a relationship with Him, then something supernatural will happen. You know, we've got two boys. They're, they're they're, They're great boys. I've had people brag on them. Why is that mom and dad? They were sharing some things about their kids. They were bragging on our, our kids. And I said, well, we've got two daughters. I said, they're just not daughter-in-law. I said, they're our daughters. I said, I'm proud of all four of them. But I, I joked with Teresa one time, and I told her, and I, I, well, I, ain't gonna, I told the kids this. I said, your Christmas present for this year in 2022 will be determined on how much times you come and see me. I'm going to keep a list. So every time you come and see me, 
It increases your Christmas present. So if you see me less, you get less. You see me more, you get more. It's amazing how more people's trying to see me lately. But what I'm saying is, I just don't want to give them and try to buy their love. I want them to be want to be around me. And by being around me, they get the benefit of that relationship. True. See, the same thing with God. He he you get benefit you benefit when you spend time with God. Well, how do you benefit? Well, you may go in and spend time with God and you might not be feeling good. But when you leave, you walk out in healing. You might have a situation going on when you get in His presence and you spend time with Him when you leave. That situation's already been dealt with. You might not have saw it in the natural, but God's already told you it's dealt with. So you start praising for Him, praising Him in the next couple of days or weeks or whatever, how long it takes. You keep praising Him. That issue's dealt with. It might be a financial breakthrough and God says, I've dealt with it. It might take some season, but I'm here to tell you, if God said it, that settles it. You praise Him because it will manifest. But it's all about the anointing. It's all about you spending time with God. Let me try to wrap this up. In Isaiah 10 and 27, you know this. It shall come to pass in that day. What day? The day you make a decision, you're going to believe God's Word, and you're going to begin to praise Him, and you're going to begin to worship Him. You're going to begin to spend time in His presence in that day. His burden will be taken away from your, your shoulders. His burden is light. If you have a heavy burden, unless it's to pray about something, those things happen. But if you're walking around in doom and gloom all the time, He said in that day, the day you make a decision to spend with me and in my presence, I'm going to begin to lift things off of you. Because let me tell you something. The devil cannot keep connected to you when you're spending time in God's presence. How do you know that? Well, read the rest of the story, the verse here. His yoke from your neck, he will take the burden from your shoulders and the yoke from your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing, the glory of God. Spending time in his presence. I'm here to challenge you. You've got to spend time. In his presence. Somebody turn to John chapter 11 very quickly. I'm going to turn to Isaiah. So many places I want to go to today, but I'm just not going to get there. Somebody in John chapter 11? Okay, I want someone to read in John chapter 11, 38 to 44, really not real fast, but just read it. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Stop right there. You shall see what? The glory of God. What's the key of seeing the glory? 
Believe. Have faith. You can't be believing one minute and doubting the next and say you're walking in faith. So that means you praise. What, what will keep your mind from walking in doubt is praising God every time the devil tries to put something on you. And try to put doubt there. You say, no, 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 I'm going to praise Him some more. Thank you, devil, you just brought my mind. i got to praise Him some more. Go ahead and read. Now, would you not say what's about ready to happen is the glory of God? Go ahead and read it. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said to that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Mm -hmm. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with great place, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Okay. What what was that loose? When you say that's a breakthrough, he said loose him, breakthrough, and let him go. But it all started through believing. He said, if you just believe, but through believing become the glory of God, and at the end they saw the breakthrough. The same thing, the same principle is true with us today. If it's financial, if it's body, if it's mind. You've got to begin to believe. And as you believe, you spend time with Him, you praise and worship, the glory of God's going to come in, and then you're going to begin to see the anointing break the yoke. Break the situation. Now, in Isaiah chapter 11, I'm going to read this very quickly. Verse 1, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. This is the part that I want you to get into your mind right here. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, this is talking about Jesus, but Jesus lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You are someone to be reckoned with on this planet. And the devil don't want you to know that. So I want to tell you, this is also speaking of you. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you. He's on me. He's in me. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge. And it goes on and says, and the fear of the Lord. Not a fear of a snake. Isn't that right, baby? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> But they're talking about the all of God. You, you just want to make sure you're in the all of God. Not, not in the fear that He's going to slap you if you mess up. That's not the kind of God you serve. He'll try to correct you. I don't know if you, I've, been, I've had a Holy Ghost spanking before. They're not fun. And that's what in a sense He'll do for you. He's not talking about a fear. That's what's wrong with the church today. We've got too many people fearing their daddy and not walking in the all of their daddy. I'm talking about their physical dad. Because that's what they relationship with God with. They're so fearful of their natural dad, now they walk in fear of God. And God doesn't want that kind of relationship. He wants you to walk like in respect. Respecting God. Respecting who He is. And what He can do. I'm going to close it with this. I want you to understand these couple of things very quickly. The spirit of victory is in your house because the spirit of breakthrough is there. 
The spirit of victory is in your house today because I believe 2022 is the spirit of breakthrough. You have to prepare and realize and ask God to allow the rain to begin to fall in your life. The Scripture says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field forevermore. It's the year of breakthrough which brings the year of overflow. That means to run over, to swell, to run over the brim of the branks. Abundance, overflowing, plenty, more than enough. God wants that to begin to happen in your life this year. And then what you want to do, one minister said this, when you see that river begin to flow of greatness in your life, the dam's broke and you see that. See, because the dam's put there to hold water back. That dam, watch how close I get. That dam is there to keep your blessing from coming away. That's what the dam's there for. But when it breaks through, the stream begins to flow. And you want to get into the stream. One minister says, so the devil can't swim, so you want to stay in the stream. Because in that stream, the Bible talks about streams throughout the Word of God. In those streams are blessings. From the throne room flow streams of blessings. Your breakthrough's coming. That dam's about ready to break. Whatever it may be in your life. Whatever it may be. And you just want to walk in that stream. It may be what's maybe it might be body issues. That dam's about ready to break. Whatever it is. And then just make a decision. I'm going to walk from now on in the stream of God. I love when I hear ministers talk about that God has done this and that for the ministry. We were listening to a minister today and he was talking about planes. And he said, you know, God told him to begin to believe for a plane. And, and uh, he said, he said I, I can't, it's too big for me to believe that. It's just too big. And he said, finally God said, I told you. He said he was up preaching. He said, I told you to believe for it. So he believed for when he got a little tiny plane. And he said they flew from where they lived all the way to California and back. And he said he just learned how to fly, so he had to have another person in the plane with him. And as they were flying, uh, his wife, when they got wherever they were at, his wife said that she was scared. And the, and the person that was living said, I was too. And then he said Kenneth Copeland told him, he said, get up in mind. And he has a plane that can fly over all everywhere, a jet everywhere. He said, get, in that, get up in that, the pilot seat there and just make plane noises. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, you know, you, you need to begin to believe me now for one of those. You know, our minds are, are too small. Why, why, why? Well, let me, let me explain to you what some of these planes has done that God's blessed some of these ministers, and I would love to have one to do this with. Number one is we had a plane in this church. We could fly him to mission trips, and he wouldn't have to worry about yeah. catching a plane and going somewhere. He'd say, Pastor, I don't have to go for two or three days. Can I fly here? Yeah, fire the jet and go. But planes during this time, ministry planes, got people out of Afghanistan. Ministry planes. During this time of COVID, ministry planes could fly into areas because they had their own plane. They didn't have to wait commercial to get there. So the gospel kept on going. 
Because they had no restrictions, because they had their own resources. Amen. See, so don't look at somebody and say, well, they got a plane, they're stuck up. Quit. Don't fall into that stuff. What gets me more than anything is when I see ministers, I'm part of some ministers' stuff on Facebook. And when they post something up about someone on ministry, I just get aggravated at it. I said, you're just jealous. We all know it. Quit hopping and gropping about it. True. You don't have enough faith to get it. Don't blame somebody else because they got it. Listen, God has so much in store for his body. Yes. If somebody else gets it, just shout with them. Right. Dance with them. Shout with them. Worship God with them. Because yours is on its way. But you know what will stop yours quicker than anything? If you start grappling, complaining that they got theirs. The reason some of these ministries have not grown any is because they're grappling because other people got theirs. Amen. There was a ministry that God has blessed. I know Annie Glenn watched him sometimes. But you know what he did during the COVID thing? He raised money through his church and through his ministries. And Pastor Don, you know what he did? These churches that got by, I mean, uh, when all this was going on, these churches that got by, behind on the mortgages, you know what he did? He paid it and got them all called up. But people all gripe about his ministry. Yeah. Gripe about his ministry. But he put his money... Where's my Don't you? Don't you want real life to be that way? I know I want my personal ministry to be that way too. I want to begin to help folk and do Amen. things for folk. Amen. And it comes, you all get blessed. I can do that if you all get blessed. I can do that when I get blessed. Amen. Amen. Was that good this morning? Yes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, Lord. I pray for every single person here at Real Life. I speak healing over their body, Lord. I speak financial breakthrough, Lord. I peace. I speak peace of mind over their body. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing here at Real Life and in the people here and the people around the world that's listened to this day by podcast. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise for it. And everybody said...